Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And when you come into a group as an African American in a majority white space, how much pressure? Yeah. There is. When people meet me, they expect less of us until we prove ourselves otherwise. And it's twofold because I grew up all my childhood being told I was talked like I was white and I'm just a white girl in a black girl's body. But that's like suggesting that black people are uneducated. No matter what you do, you might not be good enough. There's so many different stereotypes we're trying to like not be. Kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. When you talk about race, I'm so used to not talking about it in order to not be on the defense. It's tough. It's not easy to like speak up. And so like having Maya here and like being able to like really vocalize my thoughts and for it to be validated, it definitely feels like a relief. It's like having a with another summer house recap had to skip last week your girl was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with five episodes a week if you count the patreon it's a lot so i had to cut down to four i can only do four okay (laughs) four is my limit um let's get into summer house let's talk about it um We start where we left off with Paige and Andrea. It was kind of a good... Episode 2 was kind of a good one to skip, actually, because a lot of the things that happened, pretty much everything that happened is addressed on Episode 3. So, we... Last week was Amanda's 30th birthday party. She had, like, a 90s or Y2K. Doesn't seem like people could decide on which, but that's fine. Um, Birthday party at the house, and... uh, We're also coming off the heels of Craig making his uh, tight white jeaned appearance uh, the week before and finding out about the Kristen Cavallari of it all and how Craig had actually been hooking up with her and not Austin as everybody thought, which kind of laughable. Like, you think, come on. <laughs> I know Jay Cutler really is more of an Austin. Actually, Jay Cutler is kind of like a hybrid of Craig and Austin. Has anybody said that? If you were to put both of them in a one of those like things, I think I think what you would get was Jay Cutler. Cuz there's like a weak chin thing happening and that's Austin. We all know that. Um <laughs> But then there's like a dimple thing and that's crazy. Wow. I'm really going to have to think about this. And also it's very possible that somebody said this like two years ago and I'm acting like this is a new idea. So if that's the case, my bad. Okay. Um, Anyway, Andre is like sinking his claws back into Paige, I guess. (laughs) You guys, I feel like we're talking and by we, I mean you are talking about Andre and Paige being like an actual relationship as if... This is not, like, clearly to me, I feel like it's giving share. You know, like, this is giving Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello to me. It's giving neither of them are really interested. It's not really giving, you know, share in the way that we talk about Sean Mendez. You, you guys know what I mean. But I do think that they're not really invested in each other emotionally. And... They're doing this for the show. And so, like, I'm going to play along. 
because I have to, but let's, I feel like maybe we, you guys should not get too, and in, not invested because we all know what happened, but, um, to, uh, what would the word be? Intellectualizing this whole quote unquote love triangle, because I don't think it really exists. Not for Andrea. I really, I think he's, he's caught a lick and he's taking it. And I don't, I don't really hate him for that. You know, can't knock the hustle. But anyway, they had made out the night before. <laughs> so now they're coming out from the bedroom, uh, making out and whatever. I don't know. Um, the party, Amanda's party kind of winds down. And then Lindsay, who is having a hot hub summer, which means, you know, whatever bed she finds in, God bless her. And that is no shade. I'm, I'm with her. I'm about to have one myself. Okay. <laughs> but, um, She's now chasing Dick over at like Hampton Social or wherever the fuck they went to. And the thing is that Maya wanted to go. She's like, okay, Lindsay's a single girl. They're out on the prowl. I'm ready to party. I'm in party mode. I want to go with them. But then Lindsay tells her, oh, I can really only bring one person. Sorry, bye. And then she's feeling, you know, some type of way. Because she's like, you know, I was excited. And now I just feel like the wind was taken out of my sails. Then, speaking of wind, completely out of the sail, I, really this is like more on some, tit- some, on some Titanic shit, uh, Kyle and Amanda. They're in bed, Ugh. Kyle's drunk and um, drunkenly eating what appears to be like a ring pop or something, doesn't matter. But Amanda says something about like, isn't this better than being at the club? And Kyle side-eyes her like, mm. <laughs> and he says, uh, yeah. Sure. Paige and Sierra are in their room continuing their um, bed table talk series. And Sierra, because uh, Andrea's in there too, is talking to Andrea about the fact that they made out. Or not that they made out, but that Sierra made out with Alex during a spin the bottle earlier that night. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm interested in him because he's hot and the abs and everything, but I'm not interested in him because of the boring and the lack of personality. And I'm kind of a free spirit and I need a man who's gonna, you know, finish a sentence or, you know, go somewhere, raise his heart level above, uh, you know, dead, something like that is what I really need. And she also is like, yeah, I'm going to need somebody who takes the bull by the horns, which we know he's not going to do. He might take the ground turkey by the pack, but that's about all we're going to get out of Alex. Then Paige talks about like, oh, maybe I'm interested in Andrea now. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm just playing the game. Okay. I'm in a pickle. No, you're not. You're not. Okay. Um, so then Lindsay and Danielle get back from their night. They're having their, you know, fourth meal, if you will. And they're, Lindsay's emotional, (laughs) crying a little bit and telling Danielle that the guy that she, I'm thinking this is a guy that she was supposed to be going to Mexico with. So we're talking like maybe two weeks, maybe a week of their relationship. They met up with that guy and he friend-zoned her, basically. And so she is just like, you know, I just think that I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by the whole situation. That's why I'm crying, drinking, you know, what have you. So whatever. I mean, we never met this Matt guy and we never will. So let's just move on. (laughs) So the next morning is Amanda's actual birthday. And Paige and Sierra are in bed gossiping about how Kyle still does not have a birthday present for her because we found out last week that he didn't, didn't even consider it. Unbelievable. And what we do see him like very guiltily, I've never seen somebody look so guilty when the other person that they should feel guilty about isn't even awake. He is like sneaking into that bedroom like, He's about to take something out of there. He looked guilty because he knew. He knew. Like, how do you not get your girlfriend, your fiance? How do you not get your fiance a 30th birthday present? You guys are two months out. I did the Googles. And it said in the beginning of the episode that it was July 23rd. Kyle and Amanda got married September 26th. This is where we're at two months and three days before their wedding man sneaking in to give his bride-to-be some coffee 
in the hopes that it will um, give him some time to figure out <laughs> what it else what else that he could do for her on her birthday. Speaking of coffee, Andrea does his usual shtick that we saw him do in Winter House where he brings Paige her coffee and Sierra her tea. But the problem is that Maya is also in the bedroom. Andrea didn't know that, but the issue with that is that for the time that Andrea is in the bedroom doing his little, oh, I'm so cute, here's your coffee thing. It doesn't seem like he is even aware that Maya is in the room, despite her being dead center in the middle of the bed. And you can tell because Maya's giving these reactions of like, uh, does anybody see me? Is he at least going to say good morning? Uh, Nothing. No acknowledgement whatsoever. It was... Mm. Mm. After Andrea leaves the bedroom, Paige goes on to talk about how Craig is back in Charleston doing whatever the hell he wants with hot blondes. And so, hey, if there's a hot Italian guy full of abs in her house who wants to tuck her into bed, then go ahead. I can make a burrito space for you, okay? Andrea, meanwhile, is in the pool with Kyle and Alex, just, you know, hanging with the boys. Saturdays are for the boys, so I'm told. Um... And Andrea's telling them that, hey, whatever Paige has going on with Craig is casual, so he has no problem with the fact that he made out with her last night. Kyle reminds him that, hey, the uh, thing that you have going on with Paige is also casual. And Andrea's like, yeah, well, that's true, but I also want to be in a relationship in, like, the near future. In a confessional, he starts talking about how he doesn't want to wake up every morning in a different moment. I guess women are moments now and that he wants to commit himself to one person. He thinks that Paige might be that girl and he feels like if he doesn't try with everything that he's got, then he'll regret it for the rest of his life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Am I missing something? Like, do I not know how to date? Because I feel like if the stakes are that high for you, then seems like there are some real feelings there that you might want to, be more direct about than just playing coffee clatch every morning. I don't know. Another reason why this shit doesn't add up with Andrea is like, you told Craig and Paige that if they had just told him, then he would have been totally fine with it. And he just like wants to be bros with Craig. But again, if you're feeling like this is going to be a mistake for the rest of your life that you can't get over, um, You're probably not going to be that cool about it. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Let's move on. (laughs) So, like I said, it's Amanda's birthday. They're planning a beach day party situation. Fortunately, Amanda has decided to bless us with her, like, literal birthday suit. That bikini had maybe seven centimeters of fabric on it. And to which I say thank you. (laughs) God bless. Like, I, she's so hot. You guys, she is so hot. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I don't get why her body gets to look like that. It's not fair. (laughs) If my body looked like that, nope. I would just be, like, constantly slathering it in oils and lotions. I would not even have a child. I Like, let's just get our coins up for the surrogate. You think I'm going to even bank on the chance of this body getting destroyed by a child? No, not worth it. (laughs) Not worth it. If if Amanda and Kyle came out with an, a People magazine, let's face it, if they came out with an Us Weekly cover um, about their kid and she announced that she had a surrogate and if the interviewer asked her why, she would just like be like, look at my body. And you'd be like, yeah, I, I get that. I totally totally get that. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm built like a damn uh, Swedish milkmaid and not really in all the fun ways that you would think. So it's just like, put a baby in me. It's not going to get any worse, you know? (laughs) Who cares? Anyway, let me look at my notes so I can... All I can see right now is her body. It's mm, a sight to behold. Um, Where am I? (laughs) Why do I get so nervous? I'm I'm not even attracted to women. And yet, am I? (laughs) Hard to say. She's putting up a a real great argument. (laughs) Anyway, um, Lindsay goes into Luke's room. 
to tell him how she had gotten friends over the night before and how this guy was like texting and calling saying I can't wait to see you tonight and then when he gets there he's like yeah I just want to be friends and she's confused Luke god bless him he's like you know what don't worry like don't even give your energy and time to this person because let's be real you met them like 72 hours ago it's okay let it go (laughs) you know you've got to take some L's if you're deciding to have a hot girl summer you know the the asterisk to a hot girl summer is that that you're gonna have to take at least one L okay at least one and it's fine dust the dirt off your shoulders and ride that horse girl But God bless Lindsay. She said something that I had to pause and say, what? (laughs) I, I, I'll just say what she said. She, um, she tells Luke, um, it's almost, it was an almost clear sign that me and that guy are in two different places. No, it's like an abundantly clear sign, Lindsay, that you guys are in two different places when the guy says that he doesn't want to date you. That's a very clear sign. Like, what? Not kind of. Crystal. Crystal clear. (laughs) But it's also like, listen girl, you really won at the end of that. So (laughs) don't even be mad. Don't even be mad about it. Um, So in a confessional, Lindsay says, look, obviously at this point in my life, I thought I'd be in a different place. And we get a retrospective of her, you know, yelling at Carl on a rooftop about how she wants to get married and uh, her timeline from last summer with a sandwich or whatever and says, you know, hey, obviously it's not what the universe has planned for me and I've decided to stop fighting the universe after my last situation. I would like to say, though, I would like to continue my conspiracy theory about Lindsay possibly being pregnant, um, which I know we're not supposed to do, but it's not because I see her body. It's just because of hints little hints that she's dropping um on that timeline it did say that she wanted to get married by june of 2022 and have a baby by august and i just am gonna say that i think one of those predictions is gonna be true and i think it's gonna be the august one anyway um later kyle comes into the bedroom and he surprises Amanda with some flowers that she very clearly doesn't want or care about. So um, he tells her, you know, after our beach day, we're going to go out to dinner and you can tell, you just tell that she does not want to even be around him, much less go on and fake some romantic dinner with him because she's like, well, I don't have anything to wear. I kind of thought we were going to have dinner with everybody tonight. Like she's not in it. She's not in it. You guys, what are we watching? <laughs> Don't, what are we watching? How did they get married? How did they manage to get married? Like, to me, there's no way. There's a possibility. There's a chance in hell that you could come back from their issues. Not in two months. Not in two months. How is that possible? And you're in the middle of filming a show. And, and doing the final plans for the wedding. Like, how can you fix these issues of, I don't want to be around him (laughs) in two months? How do you go from that? I don't see it. What are we watching? Ooh, this is rough. Like they're not even openly fighting and like being nasty with each other. It's just uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. In a confessional, Amanda's like, yeah, flowers are beautiful, but they die really quickly. And uh, I don't expect a lot from Kyle, but it is my 30th birthday. If he had even just bought that pogo stick that Lindsay brought to the house for my party last night, I would have been like, let's go to bed now. That's where the bar is. The bar is at the bottom of that pogo stick. Then she says, I just need him to feel, I just need to feel like he cares about me. Two months before their wedding. Two months. <laughs> so then they get, when they get to the beach, Kyle and Danielle have a conversation, you know, just between two girl bosses about the difficulties of being in a relationship and also starting up a company. And this is when we find out that Danielle is, has left her job in whatever she said, fancy, fancy type, type finance doing now in 
now she's trying to launch a fashion app to which I say, hell yes. You guys follow Danielle on Instagram. First of all, she deserves all the follows, but she's been doing these outfits of the day for quite a while, which I believe as another girl boss has been a sort of soft launch to this app. And I got to say, I'm not even going to fight you guys because I know how you girls like to tussle. This is not the one I'm going to fight you guys on. Danielle has definitely the best fashion sense in the house. And let's be clear, there are a lot of people who work in the fashion world in that house. Paige. (laughs) Danielle is blowing you out of the water. I think she might have the best fashion sense of all of Bravo. Frankly, I can't think of anybody who does it better. It is just like effortless. She looks so cool. She's like tries funky things. Beautiful. I love her. She's not afraid of colors. She's not afraid of patterns and prints. I think this fashion app is going to be incredible. I'm just going to say it. I'm willing to invest. I don't really have the money to invest, but I will. I could put like, we can talk about it, girl. DM me. DM me. After that, Danielle, Lindsay, and Maya are sitting in some beach chairs and they're talking about the night before. Maya mentions that, you know, kind of rubbed her the wrong way. Like, she's not mad about being left out of hanging out with Danielle and Lindsay, but, you know, it just did kind of rub her the wrong way. Well, Lindsay explains to her, I only had a plus one. I was trying to get a hold of the owner and I couldn't. And I saw an exchange with them on Instagram where it seems like Maya's fine about this. So... We'll let that go. Uh, Then Lindsay tries to like clean it up because she can obviously tell that Maya feels some type of way about it. And it's like asking her about her relationship. Are you ready to be single? And are you ready to like go out and date? And Maya's like, yeah, like I am. Lindsay's like, okay, well, you have to hang out with us one night. And Maya's like, yeah, I just kind of worry that like, if I were to go out with you guys, you guys kind of have your own friend group and your own thing going and that I might be left out. And Danielle says, no, absolutely not. Like I'll introduce you to everybody. I know Lindsay's like, Hey, look at me. Let me be a Testament. I've made out with three of Danielle's really good guy friends in the past month. (laughs) So Danielle's like, yeah, I don't know if that's like something to brag about. She's like, no, I'm not bragging. I'm just, I'm just letting you know it's happened. (laughs) Alex has been kind of on the periphery of this whole conversation. And at one point he asked Lindsay about whether her uh, swimsuit, the belt that's attached to her swimsuit is uh, function or fashion. Obviously it's fashion. Um, So Lindsay and Danielle get up to go pee in the ocean and Maya's like, Alex, come talk to me. So then they have just like a brief conversation about Sierra, whether or not he's feeling her and whatever. Um, then Kyle asks Amanda if she needs help putting suntan lotion on and she's like, oh, you know, Sierra already helped me. But then Sierra and, or excuse me, Amanda and Paige walk into the ocean also to go pee. (laughs) And I don't know if this was like, I don't know if Amanda said this during the time that they put the audio in, but she said it. And that's bad enough. (laughs) So she says, allegedly, as she's walking into the ocean with Paige, why can't I just have my own room? Why do I have to sleep with him? I'm going to hate my life the whole summer. (laughs) Let's just sit on that and we'll take a break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Meanwhile, Andrea is standing next to Sierra and Maya and he's watching Paige in the ocean and telling them that, oh, I would love to be in the ocean with Paige right now. Said, but you know, I can go in to the ocean with you two, Sierra and Lexi. <laughs> and Maya says, hmm, my name isn't Lexi. But who's that? <laughs> She puts her hands up and is like, you know what? I'm like literally done with you, Andrea. And Andrea's like, no, like Lexi's the name of a girl that I used to date. And then we find out that when Andrea went in the morning to give them coffee, that Maya had said something about how like, oh, like you didn't get me coffee. And he's like, well, I didn't know that you were in here, but get your own coffee. (laughs) Get your own coffee. And then now, hours later, they're at the beach and he's calling her Lexi. She's feeling some type of way. So at this point, Paige is with them. She's like, well, what's going on? And Andrea's like, well, I called her by another name, Mia. I mean, Maya. (laughs) And then he's like, you know, simple mistake. I didn't mean any harm. Then Amanda tries to make a joke about how like, oh, you know, I I think I called Sierra Maya the other day or, you know, the night before. And... uh, then it's like Maya's just over it at this point. Sierra obviously can pick up on what she's trying to put down here energetically, and they go to speak alone, right? So Maya starts off by saying that she's actually really annoyed with Andrea at that point, and she's used to feeling like an outsider, but she's also been confiding in Carl lately about feeling different, but. He's not here this weekend, so now she's really feeling kind of out of sorts. So she tells Sierra that she's feeling kind of like an outsider, and Sierra's like, yeah, I kind of felt like that last summer, and there are times where I feel like I'm back in high school where people might not be intentionally excluding me, but I'm excluded. So then Maya says that Andrea's barely acknowledged her in the house, and she gets that he's obsessed with Paige, but, like, she's also a human being that lives with him (laughs) and it was in this moment that I realized the same feelings that I've been having for Andrea are a lot like the feelings that I've been having that I was having with Jenny on Salt Lake City I've been telling you guys and you know that I do not like Andrea that I don't feel like I've always felt like something's off I could not articulate it but I just didn't like him. And now I'm seeing why I I was feeling the way I was feeling about him. I also remembered that there was a time where the house, the cast of Winter House was doing some sort of promo in New York before the show aired. And I heard from several people that went there that Andrea was like kind of a dick. He wasn't engaging with people. He wasn't talking with people. He seemed like above the people who would attended, you know, his show. And I was thinking like that kind of colored my opinion, but now I'm thinking like there's more to it than that. Well, I should be clear. Do I think that Andrea was like intentionally trying to ice Maya out? No. 
I think he didn't think about Maya at all. <laughs> and this is a problem. I think he doesn't acknowledge her. I think he doesn't feel like she is worthy of his attention for whatever reason. Is it because she's black? I don't know. Is it because he has inherent biases? Absolutely. Because <laughs> we all do. Um, do... I, I don't know because I could see people making the argument for like, oh, well, he's friendly to Sierra. So, you know, shouldn't that be okay? But I, I, you guys, that sort of thing happens all the time, <laughs> all the time. And it's not like it might not make sense that he's nice to one black person, but maybe another black person has an entirely different experience with him wherein they may not feel like he's being inherently racist, but there's clearly something going on. And yeah, I, I'm seeing, I've been in these situations. I'm understanding Maya. I, I get it. I definitely get it. This, I think, actually could be a potentially great lesson for everybody to see what it feels like to have these like everyday microaggressions get to you where you're coming into a situation where you're always already feeling like an outsider because the demographics of the people that you're um joining into the demographics of the town I'll tell you guys like 90% of the reason why I didn't watch Summer House I didn't start watching Summer House until the pandemic 90% of the reason why is because as somebody who lives in New York, I know what the Hamptons are like. Like, I've not been to the Hamptons, but I know the makeup of people who go there. And I'm like, oh, this is not for me. I know this show is not for me because I don't relate to people who live in Murray Hill, work in finance, and then spend their weekends at the Hamptons. Like, that's just not my experience. I was also remembering being really excited to have Sierra join the cast more than you know, like an Ebony in New York or Garcelle in Beverly Hills, because I know that black people live in New York. I know that there are wealthy black people who live in New York. I know that there are wealthy and famous black people who live in Beverly Hills, but like for real, for real, the the black people in the Hamptons are like few and far between. This is probably a situation that was like the most predominantly white because it's not just the cast. It's also the location so Sierra asks Maya what the demographic of uh, people she went to school with was like. And when Maya says, well, I went to private school and there were only like one or two other black people. Sierra's like, that's all you needed to say. I, I get it. I get it. And Maya then explains in an interview that back in school, there was only one black girl in her class. She would constantly be called that girl's name, despite the fact that they did not look anything like each other. Basically, her whole life, she's been fighting to, for her own identity. And it's obviously layered for her because she said in the first couple episodes that with regard to her uh, ex-fiance, that she was fighting for her uh, identity in that relationship and to not just be Kwame's girlfriend, Chef Kwame's girlfriend, and to actually make a name for herself. So this is like really deep for her. Um, not that it even has to be because people deserve to have their name, uh, said and said correctly. That's, you know, that's for everybody. Sierra then tells Maya that walking into the house, she was the only person of color, which is not true, <laughs> but I, I got, I get it, girl. I'm not gonna, <laughs> we don't have to mince words here. Um, but she says, you know, it was rough. And how they were going through the biggest civil rights movement in her lifetime. She's sitting there in a, in a house with a bunch of white people who don't really understand. And then they both kind of get emotional and start tearing up about how alone they felt and how they have to think about their blackness all the time. And if they're going to be friends with these people, they need them to do better and to acknowledge their experience. So everybody goes back home to grill out for dinner Andrea and Alex have a conversation about Sierra and Andrea kind of gently tells Alex, like, I don't really think it's going to work out for you, bro. <laughs> Frankly, you're too boring. But Alex says that he kind of hopes that his, that Sierra would see the fact that he's incredibly boring, frankly, as a sign of commitment. But what Alex needs to realize is the fact that he's boring 
is only a sign that other women aren't really going to be interested in him enough to have there even be a threat, which isn't exactly a turn on. Not for me. Like I, I, I'm like a lady who is in the middle. I don't want to be with somebody who's so hot that I'm like constantly insecure, but I want somebody to think he's hot. (laughs) Is that like something that I need to work on? Like, I want you to be wanted a little. I want people to know that the guy that I'm with has game and, and thinks that he's like at least moderately attractive that maybe that's something that I need to work out. But to me, it's like, yeah, you're kind of a flop, bro. Like, I don't want to be the flop. <laughs> I don't want to know that a guy, that the guy that I'm with can't get other people. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm going to let Alex off a little bit easy because of what he says later. And also because he did check up on Maya after the beach to see if she was okay, see if she needed help with anything. And I thought that was very lovely of him. Very, very kind. So then Kyle and Amanda go to dinner. And when they sit down, Kyle says, you know, it's now, as we know, the end of July. And he reveals that they have not gone on a date since February, which, okay, I think that's like, I mean, it's not great, but it's not the end of the world. My issue is we saw a flashback of them going on a double date with uh, Austin and Sierra. And if that was the last date that they went on, then, ooh, divorce. (laughs) Divorce, babes. Divorce, as Adele said. Why? (laughs) That's sad. If the last date that you went on, -on one-on-one, not even one-on-one, was on camera, and now the next date is also on camera because it's your birthday and he has no any he had no other idea of what to do with you except for that then kyle tells amanda that he hasn't done a good job of like creating a balance between their home life and their work life because they work together at home and amanda admits that this is something that has come up in therapy with them and that kyle doesn't seem to see the benefit of it but how it would mean the world to her if they could have time in their home that is quality time not spent talking about lover boy how does he not see the value in that (laughs) i I mean like it's so we have not witnessed anything like this but i haven't i haven't and i'm just like I feel a little like off kilter because I thought the relationship was like a lot stronger than this. And now I'm just feeling like mommy and daddy just came in my room and told me that he cheated and that he cheated again and that he's got a drinking problem and that they have a legal contract to uh, prevent him drinking excessively and flying off the handle and that she had to call her mom in the middle of the night to get her to get a car from Jersey uh, to to Jersey from uh, Manhattan. And, you know, it's just like a lot for me. Just, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. And I think this is a bad idea moving forward. How, Did they get married? How are they watching this? You know? (laughs) How are they watching this? And looking at their Instagram comments, I'm sure people are um, having a lot of opinions in there. And how... (laughs) And then they're going to have to talk about this again at the reunion. You think um, uh, Sally from Appleton, Wisconsin isn't going to be like, "Uh, Kyle, why the fuck did you get married? You know, they're going to have to address that. (laughs) Help us all. So then it gets worse. And Kyle tries to say something about how he has a hard time getting gifts for Amanda. Like, maybe there might be some anxiety tied to it. But Amanda's like, you know, I let you off the hook for every holiday, every big moment. Kyle, when was the last time you bought me a gift? I'm still here, guys. That's how long it took him to answer, and I I'm, I'm, think I'm speeding it up a little bit. He stares at her 
like the Diddy meme of that guy who everybody thought was Odell Beckham and, and just realized because of the Super Bowl that it wasn't. <laughs> you guys know that's not him in the GIF, right? Where he and Diddy are just staring at each other. That's not Odell Beckham. Anyway, um, his only response that he can get out is to ask her what the last gift was, which was not the question. And also a horrific response to that question. You don't even remember. You have to ask her. And you know what? Amanda couldn't remember. She's like, it's been so long. I honestly don't know. I really don't. Kyle says something about how he just has a hard time, like, understanding what it is that she needs or wants. Bro, if you can't figure out in a gift form, then it's not happening in the relationship either. What are we... Okay. (laughs) I'm starting to get a headache. (laughs) Bro, ask her. Just ask her what she wants. Listen. Text Paige. Text one of her friends and be like, hey, uh, has she said anything that she wants? Do you guys have any good ideas? Um, Ask her mom. Uh, um, I don't know. Just, like, listen to her. (laughs) Simple solutions that are not happening. And if they're not happening with the birthday gift. And it seemed like he didn't even consider how bad it was that he didn't get her birthday gift until the day before her birthday. Really until... uh, she got that gift from Luke where he donated to the rescue that she loves so much, which is incredibly thoughtful. And sir, you guys were, uh, fostering like hella dogs. It was like 101 Dalmatians up in your house. You didn't consider that? Like how did Luke come up with that? And you didn't baby, baby. So yeah, Amanda says what she wants is a dog. Or at least a commitment to continue fostering because it was something that was so uh, joyful to her. But Kyle's like, hey, the last time we, or the first time we fostered, it was like six little puppies and their mama. And that was like a lot, which is fair. But you don't have to do that every time. You can foster like one or two, which is, I guess, what they did because they now have two dogs. But even the, the post of the announcement of the dogs was depressing to me. It was both basically from both of them about how they um, didn't know how much they loved each other until they saw each other watch the dogs or care for the dogs. Okay. So then Kyle tells Amanda at the dinner, I know you really want a dog because I can't make you happy myself. And Amanda just stares at him. (laughs) But in an interview, she says... Kyle's families aren't really big gift givers and it's not really about that. She just wants to know that Kyle is at least thinking about her because it feels like he doesn't care about her at all. Two months. Everybody else is eating dinner at home and uh, Maya gets up to make some of her cookies, which I, I'm going to order right after this. Lindsay says that she has an idea and she's like, you know what? Let's get a bottle of 1942. And everybody's like, oh, <laughs> She's like, what's wrong with you guys? So then her idea was to have everybody give a compliment to Amanda because it's her birthday and take a shot. But then Paige says, Amanda's not even here to get these compliments. So why don't we just give a compliment to the person across from us, right? So everybody does it. Maya's inside getting her, making her cookies. You can tell she's not really feeling it. She comes out and says that she has some FOMO. Luke is like housing these ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> um, and then everybody decides to go out. But Maya's, again, not feeling it and says that she's just kind of drained from trying to fit in. So Paige asks Maya, like, is, did something specific happen or has it just been a buildup? And she says it's been a buildup. And, and we see a flashback of some several microaggressions that Maya has experienced in the house, mostly from Andrea, but also a little bit from Paige, who um, at one point they were packing up and Paige was trying to figure out which, whether it was Sierra or Maya that wanted a muffin, I think she said. And Sierra had to explain to her it was both of us that wanted it because she was trying to figure out which one. Um, but mostly it was Andrea. And she says that Andrea's basically been treating her like she's invisible. And she starts to get a little bit emotional and says, how can I remember his name? But he can't remember mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> and in that moment, Andrea walks in. And when Maya asks him if he can leave and close the door, he's like, yeah, well, you're the one who kept it open. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Lena confessional, Maya says, she's kind of feeling like she's unraveling a little bit, but she wants her friends to know how she feels and how it feels to be black in the Hamptons. And she's going to talk to them about it because she's a little bit terrified. So the next morning, everybody's up early because they're about to head back to the city. And then we see Paige get a call from Craig. And he is telling her that he wants to go out to the Hamptons again, blah, blah, blah. So when she hops back into the bed with Sierra, she gives her all the tea and she's like, you know, um, she thought that there was something going on because he called her at eight o'clock in the morning. But really, Craig is a chatty patty. We all know this. Okay. He really just called her to gossip. <laughs> and apparently what, what, what went down is that at some point, Kristen found out about Paige and Craig hooking up. So Kristen Cavallari texts Craig, texts, wow, who am I? Teresa Judice. So she texts Craig and basically says the same thing that Paige said to Craig, which is like, uh, quit playing me. Don't have me out here looking stupid on realityblurb.com. Okay. Um, if you want to be with this other chick, if you want to be with Paige, be with Paige. Like, just don't play me. Right. But Craig tried to counter back and was like, well, you're the one who lied on Instagram about whether or not we hooked up. And I guess she had said something about how she had not dated either, neither Craig nor Austin. But Craig was like, okay, you said we didn't date, but we have been hooking up. So like, what's tea, bitch, right? Um, Then Paige says that, First of all, why would Craig tell Paige that? <laughs> like, what in your mind? And why would Paige... It seemed like, at least for a moment, she was, like, kind of pleased by the whole situation. But to me, that sounds like Craig was keyed up. You know. Probably probably had some lines hoovered into his nasal passages at this point. Why is he calling you at eight o'clock in the morning? It's not because he has a job, but, um, he basically called his number two option to say that option number one cursed his ass out, put it in place. And now he's trying to figure out whether or not Paige is still interested. That's what I'm hearing. Because why would you call her at eight o'clock in the morning to tell her about the fight that you got in with the other girl that you're fucking and then start asking about what's going on with she and Andrea? Like what? What? Like, ew. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So after Paige tells uh, Sierra about that, she goes to Amanda and they have a conversation about the pool, about Amanda's birthday. And Paige tells Amanda that Kyle had no idea what to get her. The the reason why she was wandering around the house wondering where everybody was is because Paige was trying to scramble and book a a Sandals Resort weekend to the Bahamas for her. Uh, And she did until she realized, or Kyle realized that he didn't actually have a passport. So, Um, yeah. Then Paige tells Amanda about the phone call with Craig and how maybe she should just try Andrea out because he's all over her all the time anyway. And then she says that Craig told her on the phone that he officially likes her. <laughs> You're telling me that eight o'clock in the morning after this chick uh, texted you and not last weekend when we were together. Okay. Um, 
And that, yeah, again, he wanted to know what was going on with her and Andrea. You see right through these guys. You see right through them. (laughs) So everybody's getting packed to head back to the city. And this is a time where Maya decides to tell everybody how she's feeling. So they're all gathered up in the living room, saying their goodbyes to each other. And Sierra actually starts the conversation off by saying that over the course of the weekend, she had been checking in with Maya and they decided that they needed to address something to the house. And she didn't want to speak for Maya, but just like, I do think it's important that we all check in with each other. And then she starts to get emotional. And then she says that it was intimidating for her to join the house last year because of how predominantly white the Hamptons is. And then Maya um, starts to talk about how Andrea calling Maya another name was triggering to her. She clarifies, though, that she doesn't think that uh, Andrea was trying to be malicious. Then Maya says, listen... I know you're not trying to be malicious, but I've been in this house for four weeks. My name is Maya. Okay. And Andrea apologizes. And basically his excuse was that he's just so into the cast of winter house that he is like focused on them and all the good times that they had. He's basically trying to get that summer camp feeling back with them. And that that might come at the cost of him uh, not really paying attention to Maya. And uh, then Maya goes on to say that she doesn't feel like people are intentionally being mean to her, but there, there are conversations that aren't really happening in the house that should be because she has a different experience as a black person. Luke says that it took him a couple years to feel like he fit into the house. And Kyle's like, okay, Maya, I don't want to speak for you, but he's saying that as a white guy, but I'm assuming what you're saying is that like, if it's hard for him, imagine how hard it is for you to do it. I gotta say, you guys, <laughs> I I think Kyle, I've said this, I think Kyle's like fully attracted to black women. I think he's attracted to every black woman that he, that comes into this house. Uh, there was a picture of him that he posted, like a whole photo dump of him and Maya a couple days ago. You guys, I have never seen that man smile. <laughs> Like he did in those pictures. And I was uh, unwell enough to actually like scroll back a little bit on Instagram with all the pictures of he and Amanda. You have not seen glee on this man's face. Pure joy, love, and delight than when he was cuddled up in the arms of Maya. I, go go and look at it, you guys. I've like legit never seen that man happier. <laughs> so shout out to him. Conversely, I found myself more attracted to Kyle this episode because it seemed like for one of the whitest men I've ever seen on television, he seemed to really have an understanding of like doing the work, trying to get where um, black people are coming from, empathy. It was shockingly mature and I loved it. I really loved it. Ugh. I really, like, I wanted to hug Alex in this moment when he says, I thank you guys, Maya and Sierra, for starting this conversation, and I appreciate it. And then he reveals that during their 4th of July party, that somebody who came to that house was insistent that he was the help, and asking for the Wi-Fi password, asking to have Alex serve him drinks, and basically told him that there's no way he could have be, been a cast member on the show because he didn't look like everybody else, and likened him to either Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, why do you even need to say that? Why would you even want to say something like that? What happens with people? What is wrong with people? It's, I mean, that is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Ugh. So in an interview, Danielle says she herself has felt all of those things, not only in the house, but also as somebody who has, before the show, gone to the Hamptons for years. And she says that she 
listening to Sierra and Maya can remember those feelings that she had in those first few years of being like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> Which I think is a feeling that uh, a lot of Black people and people of color don't say, like, what did I get myself into? Because, like, I feel alone, I feel defenseless, and if I'm in a situation where people are, you know, not cool to me, <laughs> do I have allies? Do I have people who are going to fend? Like, I imagine, speaking for myself, but I imagine that most Black people, especially women and women of color, if they find themselves in predominantly white spaces, they're like, where's the exit? Metaphorically speaking. Like, where are my allies? Where is my safety? Am I going to find myself in a situation? What's going on? I I get it. I, I love that Danielle got it. I thought it was really brave of her to say that she finds Maya and Sierra to be courageous because she doesn't know that she would have had the same courage to speak up back in, in those times. And this was like an incredibly important conversation, a conversation about race that I don't think we've been able to, not in my memory, have had on the show. I really hope that the white people who watch the show take in all of this episode and not just the sit down conversation that they had taken everything that led up to it and understand like how it feels to go into a situation where you don't see other people who look like you and they're not acknowledging it. And it just is an ever present thing. And yeah, it's important that you're, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are white, that they do the due diligence of caring for you by checking in with you, making sure that you're okay, making sure that you feel included, making sure that you feel seen, heard, like your name is your right name and that they remember it, Andrea. Those things are very important. And it might seem like not as important to other people because it's not, you know, <laughs> because it's not like we have to think about the historical implications of like, I don't know what my last name was <laughs> historically. I don't know where, you know, like in, when they were taking records for slaves, they weren't doing it with any sort of care for the human being. Like my last name is because whoever owned my ancestors last name was Barry. Right. And there are no records. There are no um, records that'll say like, oh, this person came from this part of Africa. Um, and so we can trace them back here. Not not in like a real way. Like Ancestry.com is not going to help me. <laughs> okay, Like they can get in the general area, but it's not ever going to be like, I'm going to, unless somebody was like really lucky, really, really lucky and did the due diligence. Like the likelihood of a, a black American finding their roots is damn near impossible for for so many reasons. So when you lose your name and your ancestors have historically like lost their names, given up their names or had their names taken away from them, it's a it's a wound. It's an ancestral wound and it's important that people say your name correctly, especially when we have a historical um uh tendency or white people have a historical tendency to talk about black people's names to laugh at them to um you know to act like they're silly or stupid or you can't pronounce them or whatnot um it's it's a lot it comes with a lot and like they didn't even get that deep on the show like i'm putting y'all on some game <laughs> and some history and uh, should I talk about this? Oh. <laughs> Another part of being a black person is like, should I talk about this thing that happened years ago? Because I don't want to come off as a hater and I don't want to come off as like me calling somebody out, but I'm going to do it. It's black history month. My birthday's coming up. I can say whatever the fuck I want. So I had an issue years ago and with Heather McDonald. Okay. And a guest that she had on the show, some comedian, I don't give a fuck. It was some guy. I, <laughs> please far be it. 2022. I don't care about male comedians. <laughs> don't never have anyway. Um, 
they were talking about uh, Dream. I believe they were talking about Dream Kardashian. And they were making fun of the fact that Black China had named Dream and King Cairo her son, right? And like, oh, isn't that uh, like how silly that they would name their kids that? And I really took offense to that. And it was like one of the first times that I'd like gone onto Twitter to call people out for like their fucked up shit. And that comedian, I'm I'm genuinely like not trying to save his ass. I just don't remember his name because like really I think he's kind of a flop. But um was like really defensive and was like basically very dismissive. I'll do whatever I want. Like I thought it was funny, blah, blah, blah. That shit's not funny. It's not funny. (laughs) And I don't think it's cool. And it's not like a joke for anybody. Like let's just not do that. Okay. It's one thing to make a genuine mistake and forget and slip up happens all the time. But like there's an, you know, there's other times where shit like that is very pointed and you should not, Uh, Maya be living in a house with somebody for four weeks and they can't remember your name and they're calling you by their ex-girlfriend's name. Like it's, it's a bridge too far. It's not malicious, but (laughs) it's respect. It's respect. Anyway, let me end this episode (laughs) because like now I'm starting to get upset. Um, So Sierra tells everybody that the point of this conversation was for all the housemates to be more conscious of the pressure that comes as being a black person in a majority white space in America. And Sarah talks about how people expect less of black people and there's a pressure and you have to like prove yourself and your worth to people. And then Maya says that, you know, growing up, people would always tell her that she talked like a white person, something (laughs) that I have definitely had to deal with. And a lot. And, um, the, especially coming from like Illinois as a kid coming from coming to the South, I, there was, uh, I think like an expectation that like when other people think about black, black sense, what they're usually thinking about is like a black Southern accent. It's not really the case for other parts of America. Like it wouldn't make sense for me to talk that way because I didn't, I wasn't born in the South. Right. So when people say like, Oh, you talk white. It's like, no, I don't. I talk, I have an Illinois accent. (laughs) Like that's just what it is. But it also like, they were explaining, like when you say that you're also saying that like the way people speak is wrong that black scent is wrong and that the white accent is right and that it's a multi-tiered thing of like people saying that you're trying to act white by having this voice that you were born with or that yeah like it's bad or that you're trying to erase your blackness or separate yourself from your blackness or and trying to assimilate and it's just like fuck off like what how am i gonna change my voice okay I'm not Iggy Azalea. I'm not that invested. Okay. At any rate, in a confessional, Sierra admits that a lot of the time she doesn't talk about race because she doesn't want to have to come off as being defensive. But Maya being in the house is really, uh, it's validation for her. Right. And that it's, she says, my feelings are a relief. Like it's a relief that she's here now. And I feel like we're sisters. So Andrea then thanks Sierra and Maya for having this conversation about what it was like for them to grow up in America because he didn't grow up here. I'm, you guys, I've heard a lot of things about Italy. I've seen, because I like to go to like Black Girl TikTok and Black Girl Travel TikTok and without a doubt, the thing that you'll say here over and over is that uh, they're either like obsessed with you or they treat you like shit. Um, that it is an incredibly racist country and that they are blatant about it. Don't care. <laughs> it, it, there's no qualms about just being openly racist in Italy. I don't know. Never been there, but you know, <laughs> um, it's got a reputation for sure. Andrea says, you know, growing up in the nineties, it wasn't like Italy it was a multi-ethnic country and, uh, you know, I have a lot to learn, a lot to learn and I am going to do the work. 
I'm learning more and more. And thank you for saying something. And then Kyle says, yeah, these are delicate conversations, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't have them. Like if you're living your life uncomfortable, then I as a white man should be uncomfortable with that too. And then Paige says, we're never going to know what it's like to be two black girls in the Hamptons. And it's up to us white people to check up on you guys. And she starts to cry. Everybody gets in a group hug. It's very like saved by the bell freeze frame. And I liked it. I, you know, I, I really liked the conversation. I did not think that in the previews that this was going to be the conversation that was going to be had and that that was the reason why Maya was upset. I don't like that it happened, but I like that it happened because it was necessary. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank me for speaking. Love you. Be back